Hello, and welcome to Jana's studio, where I talk to fascinating people about fascinating things. In this episode, we're going to peek behind the scenes of Story Nori and meet our very own Richard Scott. Richard has been working with Story Nori for the past 10 years and is best known as the dogged voice of our space-travelling hound, Astro Pup. You can also hear his spellbinding tones on many of our fairy tales and our Wicked Uncle series. And I think he's particularly skilled at reading poems, which include some of my favourite pieces of audio on Story Nori. Richard studied at Cambridge University before doing a year's course in classical acting at London's Central School of Speech and Drama. Hi Richard, thank you for joining me today. Hi Jana, thank you. So Richard, can I begin by asking you what prompted you to become an actor? It really started at secondary school for me. I got cast in some big parts in the school plays and developed a real love for learning lines and acting on stage. Uh, when I then moved to university, I really had the acting bug and tried to do at least two plays each year. I was lucky enough to act in some great theatres in Cambridge and even to go up to the Edinburgh Festival twice. The second time I played Peter Pan for the whole month of August. It was great. So Richard, did you do any acting while you were growing up? I have two younger brothers, so we were always making up our own plays and getting our teddy bears involved and then performing the plays to our parents. At primary school, my first role was as an Oompa Loompa. They painted our faces with the paint from the art room and honestly, it didn't wash off for a week. Oh, how wonderful. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is actually one of my favourite movies. Well, all of our listeners know you have a range of amazing voices, including a dog, a parrot, children, adults. How do you create those characters and voices? I owe a lot to Bertie. He writes the stories and creates the characters, and then he sends me the stories. The characters that he creates are so vivid and imaginative that I feel I have to do them justice and give them a voice that reflects Bertie's great writing. I love reading the parrot in Astro Pup, but I'll let you into a secret. It's not easy. He's so squawky that I sometimes get a sore throat afterwards. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I never knew. The joys and perils of bringing great stories to the world. Well, Bertie and I see you read the stories behind the microphone, and you always seem very well prepared. How much preparation do you actually put into a story or a poem? Uh, preparation is really important. I need to know what I'm saying as I read the stories, but also what I'm about to say next. To me, great storytelling is not only painting a picture of what is happening, but it's also expressing the emotion of what I felt when I first read the story. Of course, yes. Do acting skills help you in other parts of your life? Definitely. It helps massively with confidence. When you're fully prepared to read a story, or about to go on stage with all the lines that you need to remember in your head, and you're basically about to transform into a different character. If you can handle that, then you can definitely handle anything life throws at you. Wow. Well, you haven't given birth yet. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, what's your favourite story on Story Nori? That's such a tough question, Jana. I've read so many stories, myths and poems over the past 10 years for Story Nori that it's not easy to pick a favourite. Of course, Astro Pup is very close to my heart. 
and I get so excited when Bertie sends me a new Astro Pup story, and I get to be the first person to read what is going to happen next in the series. That is very cool. But if I had to pick a favourite, then it would be between Orpheus and the Liar, written by Bertie, and The Cat That Walks By Himself, by Rudyard Kipling. With Orpheus, Bertie changed the Greek myth to a rhyming poem. It is such beautiful writing, and it's so sad and romantic that I think I can admit that I can't listen to it back without getting a tear in my eye at the end. The Cat That Walks By Himself, I read almost ten years ago, when my cat, Snufkin, who I miss very much, was only a kitten. It reminds me of her whenever I listen to it. It's such a brilliant just-so story that I recommend you listen to it if you haven't already. I'm also very proud of my bat voice in it. The bat only makes a very, very short appearance, so listen out for him. Oh, how lovely. Well, I'll make sure to listen to the cat that walked by himself in honour of Snufkin. Do you get nervous before you perform? I do get nervous more so before I go on stage because there's always the safety net when recording that if I do make a mistake, we'd always go back and record it. But the most nervous I've been was actually before I had to go on TV. I was on a quiz show, and the presenter asked me not only to do an impression of Astro Pup, but to actually read one of the questions in the voice of Astro Pup. That was extremely nerve-wracking. I actually think Bertie's got a clip of it somewhere on YouTube. Maybe he can post it up. Thanks very much indeed. Richard, what, what do you like to do, Richard? I like long-distance running, and I also uh, I read stories for uh, a website that produces free children's stories every week. That's fun. So how, do you do it every week? Not or every week, about once a month. But I, I, I read the stories, not in my own voice, but in the, uh, in the voice of a dog. Two things, two things. Uh, so actually, three things. Um, I, I didn't, no one told me about this job. <laughs> Is there a voiceover you're not doing? Allegedly, yes. That's extraordinary. That's yeah. thing one. OK, so, so thing two, what's the dog called? The dog is called Astro Pup. He's a dog that likes to travel, travel space and time. And... Thing three. Yes. What's he sound like? Go okay, on, I'll give you a, I'll give read, you a little read, bit. Read the, read the top clue in the, in the voice of Astro Pup. A new instant cuckoo, painted by Poe C. Spencer. In 1945! <laughs> Wonderful. So, Richard, could you tell me how important is good diction and pronunciation in acting? Extremely. I honestly feel so touched when Story Nori's listeners comment on my diction, especially overseas listeners who may not speak English as their first language. If a storyteller mumbles then the listener is suddenly taken out of the story. In a theatre, they have to hear you on the back row as well. I understand you warm up your voice before recording a story. So for our aspiring actors and public speakers out there, here are a few vocal exercises we'd like to share with you. These exercises are actually called tongue twisters. They help to tone up the vocal cords and open them up and to help with clear speech. There are a whole range of vocal exercises you can do depending on what you're using your voice for, and especially helpful if you know your trouble spots. And for those of you listening at home, do feel free to join in. OK, Jana, are you ready for some tongue twisters? I think so. OK, repeat after me. 
Many mincing maidens meandered moodily moorwards. Many mincing maidens meandered moodily moorwards. Very good. Okay, for the next one, a pale pink proud peacock pompously preened its pretty plumage. Right.、Um, a pale pink proud peacock pompously preened its pretty plumage. Excellent. Okay, time for a slightly longer one. Betty bought a better bit of butter, but the butter Betty bought was bitter. Okay, Betty bought a better bit of butter, but the better. Oh. <laughs> Try again. Betty bought a better bit of butter, but the butter Betty bought was bitter. Very good. Is that okay? Yeah. You might have heard this one before. It's very good for S's. She sells seashells on the seashore. She sells seashells on the seashore. Superb! You're better than me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Next up, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Oh, this one sounds hard. Peter Piper picked a peck of. Oh dear. <laughs> Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Oh, it was good. Oh no! What was it again, Richard? Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Wait, is that okay? I think so. Yeah. Right, and for the final one, this one's extremely tricky, and I'm probably going to make a mess of it. But here we go. The Sikh's sixth sick sheep is sick. The Sikh's the Sikh's sixth sheep. The Sikh's <laughs> the Sikh's the Sikh's sixth sheep is sick. Did I? It, on here it says the Sikh's sixth sick sheep is sick. Yes, I know. I know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just—I can't remember if I said it right. <laughs> the Sikh's sixth sheep. <laughs> Richard, do you think we should bring Bertie in to say this? <laughs> Come on, Bertie, give it a try. Come on. Thank you, Richard and Janet. The Sikh's sixth sick sheep. Is sick faster. The Sikh's sixth sick sheep is sick. Ooh,、mm, he's pretty good. <laughs> well done. That was good. Well, if you can read those at home, nothing's going to trip your tongue up. Well, thank you, Richard. That was fun. And before you go, would you like to read your favourite sonnet for us? Yes, Jana, I'd love to. I'll read my favourite, but also my mum's favourite sonnet, one hundred and thirty. By William Shakespeare. My mistress's eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are dun. If hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damasked red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfumes is there more delight. Than in the breath that from my mistress reeks, I love to hear her speak. Yet well I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. I grant, I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet by heaven, I think my love as rare as any she belied with false compare. Sounds great, Richard. Oh, wonderful. 
And Jana, I know how fond you are of Shakespeare's Sonnet 43. This one's for you. Sonnet 43. When most I wink, then do mine eyes best see. For all the day they view things unrespected. But when I sleep, in dreams they look on thee. And darkly bright are bright in dark directed. Then thou whose shadows, shadows doth make bright. How would thy shadows form, a form happy show, To the clear day with thy much clearer light, When to unseeing eyes thy shade shines so? How would I say mine eyes be blessed made By looking on thee in the living day, When in dead night thy fair imperfect shade Through heavy sleep on sightless eyes doth stay? All days are nights to see till I see thee, And nights bright days when dreams do show thee me. Oh, thank you so much, Richard. That's so beautiful and very moving. And thanks again to Richard Scott for joining me today. It's been a real treat. Thank you, Jana. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. And as ever, I'd like to remind all of you... If you'd like to join us on our mission to give a liberal education to the world, you can support Story Nori on Patreon. You can find the link on our website. Until next time, take care. From Richard and me, Jana, at StoryNori.com. Goodbye. Goodbye.